Today's podcast brought to you by Jolt. Make progress. Not excuses. Dream big. Get massive results. Said his mother, Now, Charlie, it is just as well to be happy as it is to be rich. Yes, said he, it is just as well to be rich and happy, too. They were both right. And as he was the only son, and she a widow, he had his way. So they sold out in Massachusetts and went, not to California, but to Wisconsin. And there he entered the employ of the Superior Copper Company at $15 a week but with the proviso that he should have an interest in any mines he should discover for the company. I don't believe he ever discovered a mine. Still, I have often felt when I mentioned this fact in northern Wisconsin that he might be in the audience and feel bad at the way I speak of this thing. For I know that he had scarcely gone from Massachusetts before the farmer who had bought his farm was bringing a large basket of potatoes through the gateway. You know, in Massachusetts the farms have stone fences. Well, the basket hugged close to the gateway, and he dragged it on one side and then on the other. And as he tugged that basket through the gateway, the farmer noticed in one corner of the stone gateway a block of native silver, eight inches square. And this professor of mines and mining mineralogy, when he sold that homestead, sat on that very stone to make the bargain. He was born on that farm, and they told me that he had gone by that piece of silver and rubbed it with his sleeve until it reflected his countenance and seemed to say to him, Here, take me. Here is a hundred thousand dollars right down here in the rocks just for taking. This was near Newburyport, Massachusetts. He wouldn't believe in silver at home. He said, There is no silver in Newburyport. It is all a way off somewhere else and he was a professor of mineralogy. I don't know of anything I would more enjoy than taking the whole time tonight telling of the blunders that professors have made. I say I would enjoy it, but after all there is another side to the case, for our friend out in Wisconsin may be sitting by his fireside tonight, with his friends gathered around him, and he may be saying to them something like this. Do you know that man Conwell who lives in Philadelphia? Oh, yes, I have heard of him. Well, you know that man Jones who lives in... uh, Well, yes, I have heard of him too, say they. Then he begins to shake his sides with laughter, and he says, They have both done the self-same thing I did precisely. And there you are, because you and I have done it. Yet nearly every person here will say, Oh, no, I never had any acres of diamonds or any gold mines or silver mines. But I say to you that you did have silver mines and gold mines and acres of diamonds, and you have them now. You've all had opportunities to be rich, and yet to some of you it has been a hardship to buy a ticket for this lecture. Yet you have no right to be poor. It is all wrong. You have no right to be poor. It is your duty to be rich. Oh, I know well that there are some things more sublime than money. There are some things holier than gold. Yet I also know that there is not one of those things but is greatly enhanced by the use of money. 
Oh, you will say, Mr. Conwell, can you, as a Christian teacher, tell people to spend their lives making money? Yes, I do, I do, I do. You ought to make money. Money is power. Think how much good you could do if you had money now. Money is power, and it ought to be in the hands of good men. It would be in the hands of good men if we but comply with the Scripture teachings, where God promises prosperity to the righteous man. That means more than being goody-goody. It means the all-around righteous man. You should be a righteous man, and if you were, you would be rich. I need to guard myself right here, because one of my theological students came to me once to labor with me, for heresy, I having said that money was power. He said, Mr. Conwell, the scriptures say that money is the root of all evil. I asked him, Have you been spending your time making a new Bible instead of studying the one that we have? He said, that is in the old Bible. I said, I would like to have you find it for me. I've never seen it. He brought a Bible and he read quite plainly that the love of money is the root of all evil. And there it is. The love of money indeed is the root of all evil. The love of money, rather than the love of the good it secures, is a dangerous evil in the community.